In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the October 28th Barry White edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A reality-based report on current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. The U.S. military, Mike, yes. warned Iraq that it will shut down military operations and other vital services throughout Iran. Iraq, that is. Mm-hmm. They're so similar to each other. They are. It's just one letter apart. That's it. Thank you, Barry. Now, this... Why is that? This report, mm-hmm. or this draft report, this proposal, mm-hmm. if you will, yes, showed that the uh, American mission in Iraq is even more crushing, defeat-wise, for the Bush administration than anyone had previously considered. Or willing to admit. That, too not only imposes unambiguous deadlines for withdrawal of U.S. combat troops by 2011, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but makes it extremely unlikely that a U.S. non-combat presence will be allowed to remain in Iraq for training and support purposes beyond the 2011 deadline. That is. That's a stunning story. So So all the the, uh, strum and drang about the uh, U.S. staying there and having a military presence for as long as we want, does not appear to be playing itself out. Strum and drang, baby. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Syria's foreign minister accused the U.S. of an act of criminal and terrorist aggression Mm -hmm. after U.S. forces attacked a farm in eastern Syria near the Iraqi border, killing eight civilians. I believe there were four children involved. The attack is believed to mark the first time the U.S. troops have launched an attack inside Syria since the start of the Iraq War. That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. That's a long time ago. Do we really want to... You realize that that is now where five years plus... Mmm, baby. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that is obviously an escalation of the uh, conflict... Uh, this is, as you said, the first time we've gone into Syria uh, that we know of, certainly. And um, I'd call this the October not so surprise. <laughs> A suspected uh, U.S. missile strike inside Pakistan killed up to 20 people. Yeah. Once again, the U.S. launching a military raid. Now, the, how was this carried out? It was a missile strike. Yeah, oh, was a drone. Was a drone. Another one. Another. This is what they've been uh, using. That's the sort of the uh, the weapon of choice. Is the are these drones? They fly in unmanned. They have uh, communication devices. They can they can transmit back images to uh, wherever the thing's been launched from, and then they fire off missiles. And this is so. So we killed twenty recently. It takes you out of the picture, though. You know, you don't have that feeling we get when you're right next to someone and you. <laughs> And you're committing the act, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Thank you. Wow. It depersonalizes the struggle. 
So let's put in context here. We, your first story was about an attack by the U.S. into Syria, a sovereign nation. To My which, first, that was the second one. The I'm first sorry, one was about the Iraq agreement. Agreement, pardon me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've, got an, we've, we've now started what could be the beginning of a of trend of attacking inside Syria. And we've been attacking inside Pakistan, which is considered to be our greatest ally in the world on the in the war on terrorism in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to frame this thing. All right, go ahead. On several years ago, stories like this, yes, they'd all be the headline. This would be a huge, yeah. We'd be spending days talking about what does this mean? We're attacking inside Pakistan. The Middle East is a mess. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. OPEC said it will cut oil output by one point five million dollar, one million dollar, one point five million, excuse me, barrels a day mm-hmm. to halt a collapse in oil prices. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get less oil, right? I think oil is down around seventy seventy five dollars a barrel now, mm-hmm. which is almost half of what it peaked at. I think I have about 10 barrels sitting in the back now. <laughs> Russia, Iran, and Qatar said they are forming their own OPEC. Oh, really? That's right. They control 60% of the world's gas reserves. Wow. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, I'll say. That one kind of slipped in under everything. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised Amy Goodman wasn't all over that. No, I'm you know surprised. What I mean? Where were you on that, Amy? Well, she was all over you, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Could have been. Yeah. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Barry. AIG already consumed three quarters of the $123 billion rescue loan. Already? Already. Three quarters. Okay, and the, that's a lot. That's like 80, 80, 80 billion. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's, it's barely been a month. That's faster than Sarah Palin can spend cash. That's it, it, yeah. Give her a credit card, though. Yeah. You know, give her a hundred and twenty-five billion dollar credit card, and see what happens. Well, well, then I have. I'm not going to defend AIG too much here, but I'm going to assume that a lot of this money went into fill some holes. They I think paid they, off some bad bets. Is they what paid, they, they did. paid off some bad bets. And, That's what I'd be doing. With and the, money. the thing that makes this story a little bit disgusting is that uh, uh, the stories that were out about a week ago about the AIG executive conference in which they spent a half a million dollars uh, at some hotel and living it up, living large, while the U.S. taxpayers out several hundreds of billions of dollars to bail them out. Yeah. On their bad bets. Smooth. <laughs> Wachovia. Yes. Is posted a $23.7 billion quarterly loss. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's the largest ever for a bank. I was watching TV last night. <laughs> and I saw this ad for Wachovia. Yes. And everything looked fine. Well, there you go. They were smiling. Yeah. People were like riding bikes and getting yeah. into, going into their house. And yeah. They were playing baseball. It looks cool. It looked good to me too. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Mm. So what's what's the 
What me worry? Alan Greenspan. He admitted that he had put too much faith in the self-correcting power of the free markets and failed to anticipate the self-destructive power of wanton mortgage lending. So, so this was Alan Greenspan saying, my bad. Yeah. My bad on the whole deregulation thing, my yeah. bad on allowing industries to essentially monitor themselves and that the marketplace would take care of everything. That's right. My bad. Thank you. Now quote the man. Would you mind if I quote him? Please, please do. Those of us who have looked to the self-interest of lending institutions to protect shareholders, equity, myself included, are in a state of shocked disbelief. I am shocked. That's what he said. I am shocked. Now, I would just turn that around. I have always depended because on the Because those of us who of have looked strangers. to the self-interest of lending institutions to protect shareholders' equity, myself included, are not shocked at all. They're not shocked at all. I'm telling you. Oh, you that's know. what I would say. Oh, that's what Stay you... Stay with us instead of trying to imitate me, young man. I, I, was doing, I was doing my Blanche Dubois. I wasn't doing you. Well, stay away from that. All right. Okay. Can I do it now? What? He's shocked. I was doing shock, shock. I have always depended on the kindness of strangers. I am not. Sh- Why would you do that? Because that's what essentially. That's what, kind of racist, man. No, that's kind that of. That is racist. <laughs> All right, Barry. Isn't that what Alan Greenspan was saying? I've he's always depended de- on he's the dependent kindness, kindness of strangers. You think? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he was saying. My God. Yeah, I do. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Chrysler targeted about 5,000 white-collar job cuts, reduced capital spending, and planned additional restructuring steps due to its deepening slump in the U.S. auto industry. Yes. 25% of its white-collar jobs, gone. Gone. Hmm. It doesn't sound good for Obama. This, although I was just going to say, it doesn't sound good for the next president when, when, it, when Barack takes the oath of office on January 20th. But at the same time, we have an enormous capacity, manufacturing capacity in this country. We need to figure out what it is that we really do need and just begin to put those industries in a position to thrive. We, there, is, there are plants all over this country that are going to go through a, a lot of upheaval. Some of them are going to close down, but they're there. They're there to be used, taken advantage of, and used for, for an economy that is sustainable and it puts people in good jobs. And I think we can do that. Well said. Thank you. The total number of U.S. banks seeking a cash injection from the government rose from 9 to 24. Well, when Andy Mack went down, which wasn't even on the watch list for these banks that they were concerned about, mm-hmm. they took, I think they said 15 or 20 percent of the reserve that the FDIC had for just this kind of thing where banks go down. This is already with a bank that they didn't even see coming as far as their collapse was concerned, didn't see coming, took up that much. You're talking 24 banks. Obviously, this is going to put a tremendous strain on the uh, FDIC's ability to back that I think it's happy time for the banks I think it is happy you think so you think they're just gonna they're using this well, I don't think they're happy but I think they're getting a, I don't know a I, bit I, of a 
I'm, relief here, and they're yeah, all jumping on. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm hoping that the that who's ever watching these people is keeping a close eye on just where this money is going. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it. U.S. government agencies made at least five billion dollars in mistakes. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Bear has got a tickle. Yeah, I understand. Well, I'm... Uh, in their recent reports of contracts reported awarded to small businesses, five billion dollars in mistakes. They counted Lockheed Martin as small. Okay. On two hundred and seven contracts. Worth $143 million. That's a small... Small business. Okay. Dell Computer was listed as a small business on $89 million in contract. Wow. <sighs> I want to work for the government. I want to work for this government that's currently in charge. <coughs> and I, I... Or actually, I want to be... I want to have a contract with this government. What, do you, what, what could we do to get a contract with the Bush administration? You and I? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I give up. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, that went. That was that was clever, boy. Can that one? I don't want to work for this administration. I understand, Barry. I would rather be hung from a cross than work for this administration. All right. The Bush administration moved to adopt rules that would loosen pollution controls on power plants. Another one you of the, that. another one of those thank you gifts as the, parting gifts from the Bush administration. Now I don't know how quickly these things can be reversed. I don't know if the new administration walks in the door and and a week later they draft new legislation or new guidelines. I don't know how that'll work, but I'm assuming that that will happen pretty quickly. And I don't know if this has any real effect. My point is that they may not have a chance to implement. I know there has to be a 30 day waiting period for these regulations to go into effect. So you, there is a, a window of opportunity for the new administration to come in and say, that isn't going to happen that way. You're right. I got three words for you. Okay. Senator Ted Stevens. Oh, God. Just gets better and better, doesn't it? He was found guilty Yeah. of violating federal ethics laws. Didn't report... Tens of thousands of dollars in gifts. Then he said, those weren't my gifts. I was just holding them for my friends. <laughs> he said that. I know he did. That's what I say. <laughs> did you see the what? other? <laughs> that bag of dope over there? <laughs> That's not mine. I've never seen that before. That addition to my house? <laughs> Where'd that come from? I was just holding that addition to, <laughs> until the next guy comes in and buys the house. See, it's all, I'm getting rid of it all. Don't worry. You know, I, he tried to throw his wife under the bus at one point during the trial. He <laughs> yeah. said that she was the one who was in charge of that remodel. She was the one handling the books. I mean, really, how bad does it get when your 80-year-old husband throws you under the bus for a, on something that was obviously his deal? Mm-hmm. Good God. Stephen still claimed he was innocent yeah. and urged Alaskans to reelect him. Well, this is the best part of it for me is that he insisted on a trial before the election. He, this was his, really, this was uh, a tragedy of his own making in that, in that he, because he was so certain he would, be, I'm sure when you've been senator from a place for 40 years, you think you own it. 
mm. and you don't think anything's ever going to happen, bad is going to happen to you. So yeah, bring it on. He was saying, I'll take the trial before the election, and and it's hopefully it's going to cost him this election. So. Uh, the White House asked the Department of Justice to look into whether 200,000 new Iowa voters must reconfirm their registration. Yeah, uh, Iowa? Is this Iowa? Yes, yeah, okay. this is Iowa. Okay, a battleground state. Yeah. Last week, the U.S. Supreme Court dismissed a case brought by the Iowa Republican Party over the issue. Yeah. So now the White House is jumping in, said. Yeah. And we need the Department of Justice who we've appointed mostly friendly yeah all these political. Uh, all these uh, uh US attorneys that did not there's the seven that they got rid of who would not do their bidding and all almost all of these cases as we now know were about what they what the administration called voter fraud cases that voter they voter registration w- fraud I understand but yeah. they're saying the administration wanted to prosecute what they called and I'm using it in quotations voter fraud and I think I'm sure all of you have heard by now. There's a very big difference between somebody who registers uh, with a phony name and somebody who actually can show up at the polls and vote, as Mickey Mouse or Tony Romo or whoever else they registered at. This is a complete red herring. Nobody, who nobody, and these these seven um, U.S. attorneys who were fired looked into these cases, found nothing. And they lost their jobs because of it. So these other 50 who are there now are the ones who are willing to do the bidding of this administration. So anything that's coming out now about investigations into voter fraud, so-called voter fraud, are in all likelihood completely bogus and completely politically motivated. So there is – and the instances of actual voter fraud in this country are so rare and so few as to be a joke, as to be marginal, as to not affect any election anywhere, period. Not according to Fox News. Not according to Fox News. Hmm. Former Bush White House Secretary, Press Secretary, that is, Scott McClellan. Yeah. Alaska's largest newspaper, the Anchorage Daily News. <laughs> and Charles Fried, or Freed, I believe that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to call him Chuck Fried. <laughs> Charlie, Ronald Reagan's Solicitor General and advisor to John McCain. Yes. Chuck is. Yes. They all endorsed Barack Obama for president. Now, don't forget CeCe Goldwater. Well, you know, that was a gimme. That was a, we happen to know that was a yeah, gimme. Yeah, CeCe Goldwater. But the, That's the, Barry the, Goldwater's daughter. daughter. But she's, she's pretty far gone. <laughs> He's, this is Ronald Reagan's solicitor yeah, general yeah, here. Yeah, And Chris Buckley. And Scott McClellan. Scott McClellan. Meanwhile, Al-Hezbah, a new site which has been linked to terrorist organizations around the world yes. claim that al-Qaeda will have to support John McCain in the coming election. <laughs> this is all true. It is true. Yeah. We're not making this up. And this election is close. <laughs> you know, the rationale is that, that John McCain and George George Bush has been the, one of the greatest recruiting uh, uh, tools for uh, these terrorist organizations around the world mm-hmm. uh, that they could have hoped for, and John McCain promises to be... Uh, you know, George 2.0, as far as they're concerned, and they're more than happy to see him uh, continue these policies, which are creating misery in the Middle East and only op- open up opportunities for these people in these despicable organizations to be able to carry out their yep. horrible work. Six farm employees were charged with animal abuse and neglect in connection with a video attained by 
Peta, or is it Pita? Pita, I think it is. I think it's Pita. Even though it, it should be Peta, because you got a pet. I understand. But they don't call them pets. I think they call them. We uh, could call them people for the ethical treatment of animals. They call them, uh, call them companions. I think. I do think they call them companions. It's animal rights group. They have a video. Mm-hmm. People for the ethical treatment of animals mm-hmm. released the video video of workers at an Iowa farm hitting sows with metal rods, slamming piglets on a concrete floor, and bragging about jamming rods into the anuses of sows. The farm supplies Hormel Foods, in case you're wondering. Imagine a job. Imagine yourself going to work every day. Imagine a job where you're bragging about putting a rod up a pig's butt. Yeah, exactly. This is what you're getting paid to do every day. That's low self-esteem there. I just don't even know. (laughs) Really. The French Navy captured nine pirates near the Gulf of Aden and handed them over to authorities in Somalia. Was this a pirate ship? Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, Finally. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for this a month. This is cool. This is the coolest story ever. <laughs> These guys have held this, this ship with uh, all kinds of armaments. I believe it was from the Ukraine. It was, mm-hmm. That, that where there's being shipped to God knows where, and these guys took it over, and there were tanks, and there were rocket launchers. No, this is another case of oh, it piracy. Isn't. Okay, it's another case of piracy. Yeah. Okay, it's not the one. Where, they don't know where that one is. <laughs> they still don't know, as far as I know, where the one with the tanks. <laughs> okay, happens to be. Wow. All right. In Bolivia, yes. Lawmakers set a date for a referendum on a new constitution. Bolivian President Evo Morales is seeking national backing to redistribute land. He's a socialist. He wants to redistribute now, the this wealth. this is a socialist. Now, can you imagine if Barack Obama said this? No. I can't He'd be imagine. dead. He, there'd be rioting in the you streets. Can't, if someone would, is an actual socialist in the country, yeah. they're dead. The people at pitchforks would be chasing yeah, him down the street. Yeah. Well, no, I yeah. mean, it wouldn't yeah. take pitchforks. He'd just be dead. <laughs> the Secret <laughs> Service would kill him. <laughs> They were. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. This is and this is a country. To Morales's credit, he has stuck to his guns. They, these governors from these different states mm-hmm. within Bolivia have tried to essentially secede and cause all kinds of internal strife and funding all kinds of paramilitary outfits. <coughs> he has stuck to his guns, taken this thing, and he still has the backing. God, God, go, God speed on this one that uh, yeah. he's able to pull this off. Energy resources and land. Yeah. To the peasants. Yeah. Can you imagine if Barack Obama? No. Said PG and E, it's going toward uh, yeah. you know the people of Stanton. I'm, yeah. I'm bequeathing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're no. gonna they're gonna own the that plant that's in their city. He'd be in jail. Yeah, it probably would be. That's socialism. That is, <laughs> that's socialism. You want your socialism? I'll show you socialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barack yeah. Obama's a socialist. I'm Donald Duck. <laughs> Half of all American doctors responding to a nationwide survey say they regularly prescribe placebos to patients. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's nice. Mm. I, I don't know if that. I mean, is that based on their 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 own experience and people respond to placebo, or are they trying to squeeze a little more money out of their practice? Well, mm. I don't understand what the the context of that is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but the results troubled medical ethicists. I'm glad to hear that. Who say more research is needed to determine whether doctors must deceive patients in order for placebos to work. 
And there you go. Yeah, that's they what have. You want. They have to. They have to make make the case. No, you're getting better, and this stuff's really going to work, and essentially trick the people into believing it. Wow, I can do that myself. <laughs> I've seen. I don't it. need a doctor seen, to tell I, me I'm doing better. I'm seeing. I've seen you at work, Barry. I know you can do it. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. <laughs> New research revealed that the type of television you watched as a child has a profound effect on the color of your dreams. While almost all under 25s dream in color, thousands of over 55s, all of whom were brought up with black and white sets, often dream in monochrome. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And finally, the British Food Standards Agency recalled edible sex toys, including chocolate and strawberry body pens and a chocolate lotion after the Chinese-made products were discovered to contain trace amounts of melamine, an industrial chemical that can cause kidney failure. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signal's or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com and be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.